Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, Dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hey, Beth. Hello. Hello and welcome. Well, welcome to Ill Advice. Podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. Like your grandmother. And not her bartender. I think I'd rather listen to Grammy's bartender than Grammy. Well, the bartenders just listen. That's why they're therapists. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's why they won't tell you what to do. That's fair. Well, they, they might suggest you get another beverage. I was going to say. But that's only if they're good at their job. Very accurate. I'm totally in agreeance with everything you're saying right now. Sure. That's the right word. Agreeance. Agreeance is a word. Agreement works too. But you're with me works better. I'm with you. Thank you for I'm always with you. Just by my side. Here. We're right, here. right now. 40 year plan. When we don't know what we said and we asked the other one to <laughs> clarify what we said and we can't because we don't know what we said to the other anyway. Yeah. That's where we is. Or when we don't know what we said and we ask the other one what we said and they tell us what we said and they're right. And it sounds not familiar at all. Right, but they're right. But they're right. Yeah. Yeah. We just did that. Anyways, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're going with me first? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm good, I think. Um, I'm having a hard time getting back into the swing of this work routine thing. Oh, you know? I forgot you started work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> So I can't stay up until midnight anymore. Right. So I can go to the gym in the morning before work because that's how I do. I do better in routine. But I think I'm good there. Other than that, I don't know. How is work? How is the new job? It's just been a lot of onboarding for the last two weeks. So I don't know yet. Ah, fair. It's just the beginning of... Any job where you're just inundated right. with information that you didn't sign up for because that's just how it is. Yep. <laughs> yep. How you doing? I'm actually really great. Yeah. I'm really, I don't know what word to use, but like I'm loving where I am right now. Everything feels in order. Everything feels easy. I'm just really good right now. Things are aligned. Yeah, I think so. Did you do your psychiatry appointment yet? No, that's next month. Okay. Oh, mm. I thought that was... Okay. Good. I know. At this rate, I don't even need it. No, no. Please go. <laughs> I'm keeping the appointment. <laughs> Just go. Keeping the appointment. Just fucking go. But right now, I'm very happy. Almost like relieved where I am. Okay. Like, oh, that's good. Like, that's awesome. Not, it doesn't... Nothing feels like, oh my God, I'm have to do this or I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm forgetting and it just it just is I just get to wake up and just be and do and like it's just a really good place right now and I'm loving it and I'm super like grateful to be here right now oh that's yeah. really good the grateful yeah. part is really important because people would just take that for granted yeah that's good mm-hmm. wow I have something that you'd be proud of me for too yay you know what I did yesterday? Oh, yes. Are you ready? Yes. Absolutely nothing. I didn't even take a shower. Here's the important question. Uh-huh. No, I didn't. I sat on that couch playing video games all day long, and I said, lazy one today. And you did not feel guilty? Nope. Nope. Can no we guilt. cheers to this? Yeah. 
We sure can. After I read the wine label. <laughs> Are we both frozen in time right now? Yeah, because I want to tell you a story. Oh, tell me the story first, and then we'll cheers to a it. A really quick sidebar. Okay. Not to take away from my pride in you. Thank you for <laughs> priding in me. Also, because this just seems like a jumbled mess of news anyway. It is. It is. Go. I was just talking about how this whole fucking how we doing segment is doing so We're not doing how great. we doing. We're doing great. <laughs> I just needed to tell a quick sidebar, my child. Sidebar me. My four-year-old. So she stayed with her dad last night. And I got a text from him last night. And this is what his text said to me. Wait, stayed with her dad? My daughter stayed with her dad last okay, night. I heard my daughter stayed with my dad. No, nope, hers. Hers. That makes we, a lot yes, more sense. Yes, we have rotating weekends. Yes. It was his weekend. So I got this text from him that says that his mom had brought up her nana. And mm-hmm. so Mia said, oh, you have a nana? And she said, yeah. And Mia asked where she was. Mm-hmm. And so his mom said that, you know, she had passed away. And Mia said, how come? And his mom said, because, you know, she was older and she got sick. So God took her so she would feel better. And my four-year-old's response to that was, so did someone shoot her? <laughs> <laughs> did someone shoot her? <laughs> like, what? What? But why? I don't know. Someone needs to monitor your viewing habits. Uh, I was going to say, I think I watch too much Dateline <laughs> when I think that my daughter's or, watching or anything, else. anything that you watch. Or probably the I only thing that doesn't have true. that shit in it is Housewives, and that's debatable. That is debatable. Yeah, but I just found that. So did someone shoot did her? Did someone shoot her? Where like, did that even? I don't know. If you die, it's automatically because you were shot. Imagine if that's what she thinks. I don't want to know. Talk about being afraid of <laughs> I'm dying. I'm going to leave that. I'm yeah. leave that alone. Maybe get her a psychiatrist too. I probably should. Start now. <laughs> Start now. Start now. Why don't you, let's just avoid the future issues, if you know what I'm saying. Like us. Oh, AKA, yes. let's avoid. The future issues. <laughs> gotcha. The last thing that your daughter needs is a gay best friend with psychological issues too. I think that's the only thing she needs it's the only thing i've needed tell me i'm wrong and are you cured i'm as good as i've ever been right now okay okay <laughs> so oh. i wouldn't go that far i'm not cured <laughs> well let's but i'm fucking great right now good let's add some um foreign influences to it shall we i love it alcohol <laughs> or wine my favorite just, one. let's just go to wine <laughs> this week we're drinking a Dogaiallo Toscano from Italy. Dry red table wine of Tuscany. But it's a 2019. Super cute bottle. Super cute bottle. That's why I bought it. It's very fall, right? It is. Screams fall me. And it's got it got 90 points in August of 21 from Decanter. I think that's a I know what a decanter is, but it looks like (laughs) the name of a an establishment or like a wine rating series of who cares right yeah yeah the name of the winery i guess is carpinetto or carpinetto yes i don't know it doesn't say doc on it so how authentic could it really be department of correction (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) no was this 
That's good. Though. Foot stomped by <laughs> by people by in Italian Tuscany. inmates. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Foot stomped by Italian inmates. I'm just gonna uh, shut up. <laughs> Made from eighty percent. I can't pronounce this word. Sang Sangiovese. Sangiovese. That's S A N G I O V E S E. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You nailed it. So made of 80% of those grapes, blended with a dash of 20% (laughs) Cabernet Sauvignon, grown on dry farmed hillside vineyards in central Tuscany, fruity and intense flavors with hints of berries, coffee, vanilla, and spice are matched with a supple tannin structure and long finish. This young, quote, super Tuscan wine shows at its best with full flavored dishes such as roasts, grilled meats, cold cuts, and tomato-based Italian specialties such as pizza and pasta. So this is the wine. Carpinetto, drink responsibly. Let's do it. Yeah. That good, huh? As I lick the drop off the side of my glass. <gasps> that good, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Number two. two. Better. Yeah, only one eye did that. <laughs> Briefly. Briefly. It was a wink. Three? Yes. <laughs> mm. Didn't do it this time. No, you didn't. Did you hold it? No. No? I love it. I love it. I love it. I really like it. I'm not going to say love. Okay. Really like it. What What is keeping you from love other it's, than your own internal battles? It's not like warm, <laughs> like, like sit down by fire with your blanket on and sip this while you have cheese and crackers. Is this more of like a, hey, I'm having... Fun times with my friends outside in spring. Not spring, but this is like a like a um antipasto salad. You know? Okay, I see what you're saying. Versus see, like warm and comforting and oh. like just inviting and cozy and cuddly. This is like oh yeah, this wine's wicked good and I'm eating an antipasto salad, so it'll be perfect. See, for me this is a cheese and meat board type of situation. Sitting there enjoying like Serrano hams or pepperoni or... Yeah, like what we're doing. Yes. Versus going to sit on the couch in front of the fireplace. Yeah, see, the fireplace thing, it would be a full-on cab for me. What is this? This is a 20% cab and 80% those grapes. Uh, DOC grapes. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) DOC grapes. But yeah, um, I actually, I get the fruity, but but this is also kind of like a, a type of wine that you would get at an Italian restaurant, like the you know, if you ask for the house white, hence the table wine. Yeah, I really like it. I do too. What would you give it? Four. Yeah, I'm with you. So four it is? Perfect. Across the board. We haven't recorded at my place in a while, I feel like. No, and haven't. it's usually I've that. I missed some, I missed some of my visitations. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose custody. <laughs> what was the, our background's usually like this, well, we're usually behind a table when we're here, but. You know, my boyfriend's away, and if you can see our dog right here licking himself in front of you, they're being quiet. So we figured we'd do somewhere a little bit more comfortable. Yes. Bounce around. Bouncing. Bounce to answer this week's questions, which I believe you're reading this week. I do have some questions. I want you to ask them. I will. We haven't done this uh, website yet. Oh. However, we have done the advice Calmness. Yes, the advised one. <laughs> yes, Amy Dickinson. Oh, ask Amy. 
Ask Amy. Hey, Decky. And this is boomermagazine.com. <laughs> Great. There's no political yeah. innuendo there at all. Let's hope not. This is from March 4th, 2022. This is titled Romance Scam or the Real Thing? Oh, this sounds like internet. Advice columnist Amy Dickinson responds to a 69-year-old who is in an online relationship with a woman from the Philippines who needs financial assistance. (gasps) Dear Amy, I met a young woman online about eight months ago and have messaged her regularly. (laughs) You know what? Hold on. Let's pause for a second because I have recently edited an episode where you said your LY without a problem. I think it's oh, when you really? think what about it. What was the word? I don't fucking remember. I feel like there's specific. Because right thereafter, right thereafter. Yes. I Englished just like you do and couldn't say my Regularly. Which was really funny. I think there's specific ones that get me. Maybe regularly might make sense. Yeah. Because Regu- of that R. Regularly. 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 We also have video calls because she lives in the Philippines. Long story short, she has a lot of issues with employment due to COVID. She has no family. Her area was devastated by a typhoon. She has few friends and health issues. She received a job offer in Canada and the company was going to pay for her airfare and put her up in company housing. She was supposed to start next month. I helped her to buy clothing and prepare for the move, but now she has been diagnosed with medical problems and has to take a six-month treatment regime for uterine cysts. I have helped her through many financial issues. I feel more of a father figure than a boyfriend Mm. and just feel a lot of pain for her. I am wondering how long I should help her financially. Should I cut the cord and tell her I cannot do this anymore? Although I could afford to help her, it is financially and emotionally draining. To top it off, I'm 69 years old and she is 26. Oh. Signed, concerned. Oh. I watched the show. Yes, you did. <laughs> weekly. You, <laughs> sir, are being played. I, Go ahead, Beth. I don't have anything else to add to that. You agree. I thought for sure you were going to get into the... Age is nothing but a number type of shit. Not even the age thing, but like these could be legitimate. COVID, you know, third world country. Mm -hmm. I just don't remember recently a place being hit by typhoon. This, this, Yeah, true. This was only last year. Yeah. Well, even... Is it a 2022 or 2022? Yep. Yeah, no. I don't... I mean, maybe in the last... 20, 30 years. The Philippines. Has there been? Google it. This is the stuff that people don't think to do. Right. But Neve Shulman, this is the first stuff he'll do. Typhoon Philippines? Mm -hmm. 2022. I wrote Philippones. (laughs) (laughs) I love Phil Capone. Oh, well, about a month ago. (laughs) Oh, no shit. (gasps) Oh, there's a whole typhoon season. But I get. I'm gonna say it's like a hurricane season because isn't that what a typhoon is? Oh, sure. Can we just? All right. So let's start with googling typhoon. I don't think we got typhoons in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's so. a tropical storm in the Indian or Western Pacific. So a hurricane to us. Okay. Right. So 
They were devastated by a typhoon. Okay, so maybe. Maybe they, did, they had a hurricane. devastated by a typhoon. COVID-19. You got typhoon and COVID admitted? And she has health issues. Uh, uterine cysts. Mm-hmm. So I totally thought you were going to not necessarily say no, she's not using you, but I thought you were going to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit more. It's hard for me to when it's... When you watch the show? It's such... Yeah, well, <laughs> when you watch the show and tell me about it. No, but it, it just feels like such a setup, right? I yeah. would be skeptical from the get-go. In fact, if I was this skeptical but still had feelings for this person and developed them, I'd be like, hey... And of course, I'd be lying. Can you send me a receipt for when you pay for it? It's tax deductible. <laughs> so I can <laughs> fucking get proof right. that you're actually getting treated for whatever. I don't know what they say in, you know what I mean? Like what the bills say in the Philippines. Like the US, your bills can't tell you what you're being treated for. You can see that you're being treated. medically treated. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's all I've got in terms of this. I feel like you're getting played. You haven't met. Does it say where the writer lives? No, I was trying to, I was looking at that and it doesn't. He so said that, they, US, that she received column. a job offer in Canada. So I don't know if maybe he's close to Canada or if that has nothing to do with anything other than she's leaving the Philippines. So my question then is, or becomes, you have money to afford her medical bills for her. This isn't the first time you've done it. Why haven't you gone to see her? Typhoons, COVID. Great. These I've are flown, probably her excuses. I haven't flown through a hurricane before, but people fly after them. Like, yeah, it is. It's very like it, this story leaves way too much to be desired. Questions that I would have asked if it were me, maybe in the yeah. first week before falling in love over, you know, digital signals. Which is why I'm like, no. There's too much here unanswered. I feel more of a father figure than a boyfriend. And that's the other one. You don't feel loved that way Mm -hmm. romantically. She feels like your kid, dad, can I have, dad, I need. Plus it's an internet romance. That's like, that's the hallmark of scam. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. That's like every week when I get a text message from Anna and it's a picture of an Asian woman sitting on a wall, the same Asian woman every <laughs> single time. And I'm like, Anna, I don't know who you are. <laughs> what do you that's, want from that's me? That's if I went like, oh yeah, I remember you. Here's my bank account. Right. You know what I mean? Anna stopped writing to me when she asked me what I was doing and I told her I was bleaching my asshole. <laughs> Never got an answer back from Anna again. Yeah. Also, to top it off, I'm 69 and she's 26 years old. Yeah. That, if it was just them dating and him feeling a certain way about it, yes, you'll get me playing devil's advocate. But that paired up or... In addition to... In addition to all of these other things. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just... If you have more questions than answers, literally that is your answer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we say that in almost every single recording. Yeah. That and if it is asking. what it is. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's what it is. Accept it or don't. You're her dad. <laughs> Accept it or don't. Or mom. Dear Concerned, I am genuinely sorry to be the bearer of this news, but I read detail you have supplied about this person points to the likelihood that you are the victim of a romance scam. The missed opportunity for employment the devastating typhoon, the near-miss move to North America, 
All of these dramatic episodes are designed to bait the hook and then keep you on the hook, supplying more funds with each new drama that disrupts the relationship. Yeah, Daddy, you swallowed that Even, <laughs> Even the nature of her sudden onset medical problems is a classic quote-unquote tell. The global pandemic has devastated the well-laid and legitimate plans of many, but it has also created opportunities for scammers to take advantage of big-hearted people. Like we said, it is what it is. And if you have more questions than you do answers, there's your answer. Also, go to the mall in the morning and find your match. <laughs> nah. Literally, the mall is an excellent place to meet anyone that doesn't go shopping before 10 a.m. when they open. Right. That's a thing. Is that they universal? Walk the malls. Yeah. At like eight in the morning. That's a universal like, thing. I don't know. I just found this out within like the last decade. Okay. So my mom used to work at malls. And when we would go to work with her, we'd get there early a lot of the times, like, you know, seven, eight o'clock. And it would, none of the stores were open, but it was literally like, just senior aerobics elder. yeah just yep. walking just walking some of them with ankle weights some of them holding those little pink dumbbells you know yeah yep. <laughs> yeah men women didn't matter who it was but they were all seniors yep so i'm actually i really thought that that was just a hey this must be braintree massachusetts no no it's also lemonster massachusetts oh so as long as it's in massachusetts then maybe <laughs> maybe it's because all maybe that's Aw, maybe that's the nursing home field trips. Stop. Make sure you're up by 7 a.m. so you can come walk the malls. Oh, my God. Nursing hours? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Nursing hours? No, not nursing hours. Nursing Nursing home home hours. hours. (laughs) Same difference. (laughs) Nursing hours. I don't know. Okay. Let's try next. Yeah, please. I'm excited for the conversation of this one. What is it? This one is called... Husband snoops on wife's electronics. This is made also 2022. Okay. Her husband snoops on her when she's on her computer or smartphone, despite her requests for him to not, quote, unquote, invaded reader asks advice. Oh, so wait, she's on the device while he's snooping? That's what it sounds like. Oh. Yes, while she's on her computer or smartphone. Dear Amy, I am asking you to weigh in. My husband thinks that it's fair game to read my computer or phone screen over my shoulder, even when I'm clearly writing or viewing something private. I've asked him many times over the years not to do this, but he refuses to stop reading my screens. He definitely doesn't like it when I do it to him. He is saying it's okay because my activity is essentially out in the open. Is it rude to read someone's screen over their shoulder? Should I leave the room if I want privacy on my own device? Signed, invaded. Yes and yes. Well, I'm done. He's wrong? Yes. You've never over the shoulder snooped? I don't, I can't actually recall. You probably haven't. You're one of those like weird normal people that like, (laughs) when your boyfriend's on their phone, you're not like, who is that? What are you doing? Oh yeah, no, that's not me. I know. No, that's my boyfriend though. And, me, and I, and, I couldn't feel more like trusted by him at the same time. Right. <laughs> Which is so weird. Okay. See, I know I loved Colin. <laughs> because, <laughs> because even if I do trust you, I'm just a nosy bitch. 
I think I do sometimes ask I've like been so nosy. who are you talking to? But like never like off the cuff. Or never whatever. like you're asking because you think that it's not No. Right. No, because he's always on his phone anyway. So I think right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't I think I've asked, but I don't think I've thought about why I asked. Does that make sense? Like there was no reason for my question. Right. You're just genuinely like Like what oh, are you doing? Yeah. Rather than like that's uh, like who is that? Who are you talking to? Yeah, what no. are you doing? No, sometimes yeah. I'll get a message while we're having a conversation or while we're cooking dinner or maybe just like when we're sitting. Together. So anytime. And he'll be like, who the fuck is that? But like, he won't say it in a way where he's like, or maybe he's just like sugarcoating it. So maybe yep, I should I be do careful. That all the time. <laughs> but all like, the time, like, oh, who the fuck are you texting? But that's the only time that he shows that, you know, he Have you caught him show. doing a little over the shoulder peep at you? No, I don't think so. Or seen him reflecting off your screen while you're reading? Like, girl, I can see you. <laughs> no. no, I've woken up in the middle of the night and sometimes when he can't sleep, he'll be on his phone. And I've woken oh, up and I've one. opened my eye and I see the light shining on his face. And then I look over to see why the light's shining in his face. Wait, what the fuck are you doing in the middle and of the I'm night like, while oh, I'm asleep? Oh, he's on his phone. So then I'm like, and I close my eyes and I wake up the next morning and forget about it. See, you're weird. You need therapy. <laughs> why am I weird? You're not. I'm the one who needs therapy. Oh, good. I'm the weird one. I mean, I need I'm, therapy. You're right about I'm half deflecting. Of it. I'm also weird in other ways, but I digress. I guess we all have our stuff. So, anytime that she's, he says a it's fair or, game because you're like out in the open on your phone. Like you're not. You didn't step out into another room, close the door, and sure, go do that on the subway with somebody else. I do. <laughs> you don't go on the I'm subway. Right When's the last time you went on a train? Very, very long time. I yeah. actually don't even remember. Probably with me, to be honest. Honestly, probably. And not even when I lived in Boston before that. Before that, yep. yeah. Anyway, so I'm, I don't. What? I'm torn. Why? Because I don't think it's fair game. But I'm going to look over your shoulder. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the difference between you and the, and the, the husband? Husband. That's the difference between the two of you. Is you're going to be like, it's not fair game, but you're right here and I'm nosy. And I'm nosy. Whether I trust you or not is not relevant. Right. I'm just fucking nosy. I just want to know. Ask my neighbors because I can tell you their life stories. (laughs) I know. You only bought a stethoscope to hold up to the wall. Yeah. I was practicing (laughs) with my (laughs) four-year-old. This is how you do it, babe. This is really what this is made for. You want to know what mama and dad are talking about? (laughs) This isn't... This isn't what they show you in the movies. Heartbeat okay? is a facade. You can't hear that <laughs> shit. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't think that... Here's the deal. I concern myself with things that are relevant to me in that moment. So I would love to see, like, how he would justify looking over her, like, reading a work email or paying a bill or... You know, you know what I mean? He says it's okay because her activity is essentially out in the open. So does he mean like the actual act of being on the computer or because it's the internet and everything is on the internet? My um, immediate thought was that she's just sitting right here on her phone or computer. You know what I mean? Okay. To me, that reads like it's the internet. I'm going to find out or the whole world's going to find out too. Or oh, yeah, no. rather that's another. I went from like you're asset. sitting in the middle of the kitchen on your phone. Like it's not. If I walk by you and can see your phone, that's not my fault. If I stop and read, 
Oh, my fault. <laughs> Since the dawn of time, men have been going into the bathroom to look at what they want to look at forever. I suggest you fucking take up the well, same Well, that place. was the second question. <laughs> Should, should I go I, into another should room? Should I leave the room if I want privacy yes, on my yes. own devices? The first question was... Is it rude to yep. read someone's screen over their shoulder? Yes, and yes. And the second question was, should I leave the room? To me, it's like eavesdropping on a conversation or, you know what I mean? Like, you have no basis And it's for the same it. argument. You're sitting in the in the living room. I can hear you on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do? Am I, am I supposed to leave? Go walk upstairs? You know what I mean? You're not. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and think, going... I think that there can be some concessions or some considerations made there, right? Like if you're on a phone and you know it's a sensitive conversation. You kind of walk away you walk to away let somebody and, know. Like, Yeah, I walk away because I hate hearing myself on the sit. phone and I don't want people to hear me on the phone. Because I know that once I call an 800 number to talk to someone at customer support, I go from sounding like this crass homosexual to a full-fledged businesswoman in her 40s. Mm. You do have a phone voice. I have a phone voice. We all do, but yeah. yeah. I hate mine. <laughs> so I I think, yes, it's a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Sure, if you're doing it in the kitchen and it's just like, hey, what are you up to? Then like, that's whatever, right? It's just in, inquiring minds want to know. But like, if it's a constant, like, if he's just sitting there watching, right? I suggest you do the same thing to him and see what happens. What response do you get? Very true. Because you might find out that he doesn't like it either. And you might even go a step further to find out that your logic won't work on him. That same logic won't work on him. Also, and then my he's friend, projecting. you are working with a grade A motherfucking motherfucker. psycho or a motherfucker. <laughs> and you just, just get a divorce. That's right. Well, that escalated quickly. I ain't your mama. <laughs> Dear Invaded, overall, I think it's rude to continue to do something almost anything your spouse has asked you repeatedly not to do, especially if this behavior is not a two-way street. Your husband may be aggressively trying to send you a message that he doesn't want you to use screens when you are around him. Mm. If you take a close and objective look at your own screen usage and see that there is a genuine imbalance in the amount of time you and he spend on your screens, then this gives you an opportunity to perhaps change your own behavior to demonstrate that you have received his rudely delivered message. Otherwise, yes, whenever he does this, you should take your work into another room. I have seen so-called privacy filters for laptops, although I've never tried one. No one in my household has much interest in what I'm up to. These screens allegedly completely block a screen from view unless the user is directly in front of the screen. This would also be very useful when working in a coffee shop or in public transportation or in your kitchen. Okay. I'm curious, maybe curious. Her connection to you're on your phone too much and your husband's trying to tell you that. That didn't resonate with me. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, like I liked. A... I liked that perspective. Absolutely, I liked it, but I can't connect it. No, I feel like there's a hundred ways for him to make that the issue. Yeah, like what I do with Colin. Are you on the fucking phone again? Right. Well, if you weren't on your phone every second, then I wouldn't be fucking. I'm just trying to be on your phone with you. I, I told you already, but if you put your phone down, right? Yeah. See. Direct. 
maybe a little passive aggressive. Passive aggressive but, for sure. But it fucking got the point across. <laughs> but you know that's that the health. issue is not, <laughs> I'm just being nosy. The issue is you're on your phone too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been made more obvious versus he says it's fair game because I'm sitting on the couch reading my phone. It just screams insecurity. It screams like trust issues for the reason of just to That's have a trust projection. issue. Yeah. Maybe he's doing no good on his phone. So mm-hmm. he's assuming that you're up to no good on your phone. Yeah. But I did not think that this is an a passive aggressive. You're on your phone too much. No, no, this is just yeah projection or someone's scorned in or, the past or. But or I mean, he's just a nosy motherfucker. And I was like, listen, if you're sitting bitch. right next to me on your phone, I'm looking. And that could be the case because those people exist. We I'm sure do. with one right now. We sure do exist. They fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't love that that part. I did love that perspective that, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a great telling point. You about, but it doesn't feel like that. I agree. Because I feel like, I feel like someone he reasonable would. He would have pointed out. Right. He would have a. It would have been like a backhanded compliment, not compliment, like a but backhanded. Wow, that phone looks real pretty in your hand. Like, wow, I'm starting <laughs> to think that you find your phone more attractive than you find me. Oh. You know? I love it. Yeah. No, I love that spin. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's fair game. So if she's in public in front of everyone not covered up, she's fair game. Why is she not covered up? I don't public? know. The <laughs> laptop isn't covered up. At, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and should I cut that out? And next question. <laughs> I fuck uh, off. Oh, I need to think before I talk. Or you don't. That's or why I we're do. doing a podcast. <laughs> That's why we're here today. And Beth. I'm done. I'm canceled. Should I intervene in my adult daughter's problem? This is June 14th, 2022, when she suspects that her adult daughter may once again be experiencing an eating disorder. This mom wonders if she should intervene in her adult daughter's problem. Dear Amy, my daughter is 33, living on her own, thriving in her career, and in most aspects doing very well. She lives in a different city, so I only see her several times a year, but we talk on the phone often. When she was a teenager, she had an eating disorder, anorexia. Mm. We intervened and took her to an expert therapist who worked with her for two years. She developed many tools to deal with her disordered eating. Stress is a trigger and can send her into anxiety disordered behaviors. She is currently trying to relocate to another state. And I am concerned, mostly from her social media posts, that she may be dealing with disordered eating habits again. She looks very, very thin. Her brother told me that he is very concerned, but he doesn't feel she would be open to any concerns or suggestions he may have. She is ultra sensitive when I question anything about her eating. When she was in therapy, her therapists had told the family members that we needed to let her make her own choices about food to put her in control. I fear she's dealing with her current stress in a way that is unhealthy. How do you suggest I help without alienating her? Concerned parent. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really have a any preconceived notion or any idea as to what I thought this question, where this question was going to go. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. Is this mom asking or dad asking? Do we know? I believe mom. 
parent, I do like the parent asking about how to proceed with something so sensitive because when it comes to eating disorders or, or anything that has a trauma attachment or a, you know, there's that physiological association, for example, addiction. This is the kind of mindset that I feel like we need to move in where it's like, we're not going to be able to control the outcomes. We're not going to be able to control what this person's going to do at the end. We can explain our concerns, but we have to be okay with just being heard as the outside party, right? Because that's the best that you can do. Ultimately, it's on that person to decide what they're going to do. So let's say that the daughter is or has reverted to her eating disorder when she's under the stress and anxiety and doesn't know how to cope with it. As a parent, it's really, really hard, first of all, in all facets. Not to control or fix. To shut the fuck up, right, and let your child live. It's really, really hard. Yeah. Never mind when you're just a family member who's concerned or a best friend who's concerned. Right. As a mom or a dad, you're just like, how do I not try to control this? How do I just sit and watch this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not prepared to just be okay voicing your thoughts to your daughter, being very forthright in what you feel and believe is going on without casting any care, like aspersions on her character, without putting you know, any judgment on her, keep your mouth shut. Take the mentality that an intervention might do something, but be okay when it doesn't. Be okay that if she's upset about you bringing it up for you to be able to be like, I just wanted to share with you that I am concerned. I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing a concern. I might be in the minority here. No, but I, I don't think it's an issue for you to say, honey, you look like you're using weight. And I know that this is a very t- touchy subject for you, but I just want to make sure that you're eating and that you're taking care of yourself. Or even just that. I just want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, period. There's absolutely no way that she couldn't get what you mean from that without, you know what I mean, by those words. So that seems like that might be part of the problem. What do you mean? There's always that that line where it's like, just because I've struggled some with something in the past... Now people are always going to think that this is the issue. Yep. Drugs, okay. alcohol, eating disorders, any of anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, great. I've been clean or sober or whatever for four years and you know, I go on a diet and now everybody thinks I'm anorexic again. Mm-hmm. So there is that fine line yep. where especially like Especially if it is something like I haven't relapsed. And yes, maybe I did lose some weight, but it, you know, it was natural. Like it just, it happened. That I, it happened. I started I working out or I changed, I started doing yoga. Or I started or I eating cut out, shit. Right, I cut out soda. More. Yeah. That type of yeah. thing. So it's like. I'm with you. And that's why I said, like, rather than say, like, you're looking thin, say, like, I want to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Let's not go based off of her history. Let's go and make sure that you know that you care for her well-being. Well, I think her history is why mom's concerned. Yeah. And so it it is kind of unfair, but it's also not unfair. Right. It's such a blurry line. I think it's more blurry when it's not a relative. But as a relative who is supposed to, and I use that very loosely, but very forcefully (laughs) at the same time, as a relative who's supposed to care about your well-being, for them to ask those kinds of questions... 
you know what I mean, is not unusual, but I can see how that would be more of like a sore or a touchy subject for someone who has a history of, you know, like this person with like a, an eating disorder or some sort of, um, you know, psychological, emotional tie to. Yeah. So I can't, I don't think I can give a straight answer on it so much. Well, how about we go back to the question? How do you suggest I best help though alienating her? Oh, right. She's ultra sensitive when I question anything about her eating. Don't question her eating. It's not about her eating. Maybe you're right. She's losing weight. She tried this exercise program. She's losing weight. Maybe she's eating more than she's eaten before. You know, you're literally basing it off of her history. That's why I said it's such a fine line. It's super normal and natural for us to fear. Okay, great. They have struggled with Mm -hmm. something like this in the past. And, you know, because of that now, it's like, when your boyfriend cheats on you. Now you're constantly going to be wondering, is he cheating again? Yeah. He's being sketchy or putting his phone down now when, you know, that takes a long time to go away. Yeah. But she did that when she was a teenager? Yes. When she was a teenager, she had an eating disorder. And now she's 33? Uh, Yes. She's now 33. Yeah. The time's gone. Honestly, you don't have enough information. So... Honestly, ask her how she's doing. She could very well be, like you said, on a different program. You can't hold her Maybe to that for half of her life. Her. Well, we also don't know if this has been an ongoing struggle since yeah. her teenage years. All we know is that after two years of therapy, it seemed to have... It didn't even say. It just said she was given tools. Okay. So we don't even know that oh. like, she went to therapy and was great for So we don't know what years. happened. We don't know if she's been on off struggling with this or if it was like this kind of moment in her life that that was her that's what i'm looking for her coping coping mechanism <sighs> so we don't really know it's just such a i mean i guess that goes to as a mother or a father do we have that right in our adult children's lives to you know just because i'm your mom do i get to say like hey you look like you're thin are you being anorexic again. Hey, you look tired today. Are you using drugs again? Hey, you sounded slurry on the phone. Are you drinking again? Do we get to do that? Or is it not our place? I don't know the answer to that. I don't either. I, I don't, I'm trying to think about what I, think I would do. I as an adult, it's not our place no more. And all we get to do is love them anyway. And let them know that. Is there like a handbook or guidance or research about how many people you need for an intervention. I'm against interventions. Well, I'm I'm not I'm saying so I'm not them. saying pro or anti. I think I'm just using it as something as a um, a measure because of the mom and the brother feeling that she may have you know resorted to or reverted to. But the daughter's an adult now. Yeah, I mean. You don't get to force me into rehab or you don't get to force me to quit drinking or you don't get to force me to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are interventions a force though? No, but they're like, hey, unless you stop doing this, then you're not allowed to come to Christmas anymore. Oh, I am 100% on your page. If they're doing it because you said so, they're not doing it for them and therefore it's not going to work. It's destined for failure. Not to mention it's going to push them further away. Yep. It's like when you tell your 16-year-old, oh, I don't like Tommy, plus he's two years older than you. I want you to stop dating him. Right. 
all she's going to do is hide it from you now. Yep. And now she's going to find something and now 15 she's gonna years stop older. coming to Christmas. And now, you know. Yeah, I'm with you with that. Interventions in the sense where you're like explaining how you feel as a collective because you're worried about someone. I don't know if I feel left or right about it, but sometimes I feel like what's the harm in communicating your concern if you can do it constructively? Doesn't because sound I feel like, like mom the can. most of the time, especially for the person struggling with whatever they're struggling with, they know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know. I know that you're worried about me. Right. Sometimes I'm worried about myself. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm at. And if it gets out of hand for me, there will be a point that I go get help. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't feel that. And mm-hmm. nothing you say to me is going to make me want to go do that. I know. Now put yourself on the other side of that when you hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's but, just so hard to be like, I'm... Does that become more about you or them, though, at that point where you're just like, I'm helpless then. Like, I can't do well, anything. Well, that's why I said I don't agree with intervention. Yeah. I agree with like, hey... I'm not going to give you money no more because you're going to go buy drugs with it or Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Like, I love you so much. And you just, unfortunately, right now, you don't get to come around my kids. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have to do, yes, that. For you. For my children. Or, you know, you don't get to come over when you're using or when you're doing this or whatever it is because of my own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want my kids to see this or because I don't. Whatever, whatever it is, sure. But like full-on intervention, sit down. If you don't go get help, I'm never talking to you again. Like, no, they know. They know what they're doing. We know where we're at. Mm -hmm. And we know when people, our parents especially, Mm -hmm. we know when they're worried about us. And we know when it's an issue, when it's not an issue. And I think I've never known an intervention to be a forcing of hand so much as as a circle of people you love telling you that they're concerned for you, you know, what you do from there. Well, I think that the point of intervention is like, Hey, if you don't go get help, then this is the consequence. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I guess I never thought of there being a consequence to an intervention. To me, it's always been like, we're the people who love and support you. And we want to communicate our concerns, hoping that that collective influences your decision to go into rehab and i know that it can go absolutely totally wrong at the same time you know what i mean where that person's not receptive to your feelings which 99 of the time they're not 99% of the time that they're not and you know that says more about how they feel about themselves too but i never thought of it as something that could backfire in the sense that like you feel like you're given or you are given an ultimatum right so yeah i never thought of it that way I don't know why. It feels like I should know that, but... Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the point of an intervention. Otherwise, I'm just telling you how I feel. And we don't need an intervention because I'm just telling you how I feel. Yeah, intervention see, is like, we all think you need help, so we're going to try to force you to get help. And if you don't go get help, then you're not allowed to come over anymore. You're not allowed to come to Christmas. You're not allowed to do these things until you get help. I suppose that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because the word is intervention. <sighs> You're intervening, right? Oh, fuck yourself. Just tell me more. Well, I think my advice is to, you just, we always just have to love people where they're at. And I think it's super important, especially if people are struggling with any type of, Mm -hmm. not even just addiction, just struggling in general. I think it's super important to be reminded that I have people that are rooting for me that I can call on, that I could lean on. You know, even if they're choosing to like, I can't be active in your life right now because of this or this. 
but I'm here and I love you. And anytime you call me, I'm answering, especially if you need help. Mm -hmm. And I think, I feel like as parents, that's all we get to do. But as parents, what will we do? Come interventions. You hear this all the time. Like, <laughs> my mom is so judgmental, blah, blah, blah. And she's saying this and she's saying that. And mom's like, I literally am just trying to look out for you. And it's like, mom, when I want your opinion, I'll ask for it or all this other shit. And you, you think about this stuff. Like, they make movies about it. And they, right. you know, and you hear stories about families and, and that, that type of situation, you know. And that old adage, mother knows best. It's never true. Because times always change. Mother knows best when you're sick. <laughs> like uh, flu sick. <laughs> and even that's best. questionable. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> My mom always knew best. Um, but but like what I mean is like it begs the question, like as a parent, when do you stop communicating to your child that you're worried about them? Or do you do so in so many words? Because I know me and I'm trying to let my kid live his life in the way that is suits him and is good for him. Mm -hmm. But I know that there are some areas where I'm like, I need to jump in and be like, it's not that he doesn't know better. It's just that he just doesn't know, yeah. period. You know, And that's just my assumption because, of course, my kid knows about sex despite me having the conversation years after he learned about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Things like that. Like We only know what people know so many times. And when do we stop? When do we stop caring and voicing that opinion or voicing what we feel to our children? Let's forget about the friends and the family otherwise, but to our own kids. When do we get the hint that our input or our suggestions or our feelings are not welcome? Well, mom already knows that they're not. That's why she's asking this question. You're right. Mom already knows. I don't think I'll ever ask that question then. I mean, shoe on the other foot too like i don't have this issue i have other issues but not ones where i'm worried about my kid's daily habits threatening his life right so maybe that's yeah, where child's also not 33 he's worse <laughs> <laughs> he's 16 yeah but i see what you're saying i know i know i'm having I'm... a hard time separating the feeling from it of course I but i agree with you if that of course. Makes sense. Yeah. I, What's Amy got to say? Yeah. I need to know. It's got to be better than what we're thinking, right? Dear Concerned, as with some other diseases, eating disorders can flare even many years after successful treatment. Stress is definitely a risk factor and can lead to a relapse. Understand a basic truth we all become most defensive when confronted with our deepest vulnerabilities. Mm. Your daughter is an adult. She is ultimately responsible for managing her health. Her eating disorder can be considered a chronic disease. If she had an autoimmune disease, also tr triggered by stress, you would want to prompt her to take care of her health. Expressing your concern in a loving way might trigger a defensive reaction. And yet you are her mother, and if you are brave enough to talk to her, you will be demonstrating that you care, that you're on her side, that you see her do eating disorder as an illness and not a character flaw and that you are available for help if she needs it talk to her this is such a stressful time for you i'm worried that your eating disorder could flare how are you managing your health right now can i help you in any way she may respond mom stop and that's okay you can respond honey 
I do worry, but I can handle my own anxieties. I just want you to know that I've got your back always. National Eating Disorders Association offers helpful advice for families. I like it. It goes with that. And maybe I'm just being self-serving here because I am, but it goes (laughs) with that like, you know, honey, or that conversation where it's like, I'm worried about your health, blah, 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 rather than coming out and just being like, you're fucking not eating again. You're not, you know what I mean? Like more general and just I know, but it lands the same. If you think about it, it lands the exact same. No, you're so right. You're so right. But again, being self-serving, it'll make me feel better. (laughs) You know, when you have a conversation with someone and you think about something to say and you don't say it, and then you go home and you're like, fucking wish I opened my mouth and said this, or I didn't, I wish I didn't forget to say this. Like there's that one thing that's left unsaid. That's what being a parent means. (laughs) You're always going to have that one thing that unsaid the one thing that you wish you had said for whatever reason whether you don't want to feel regret whether you feel it's going to save your child's life whether or not you're worried that they might go down a you know a path that's less than desirable for either party like whatever it is like that's being a parent that one thing that you didn't say and if something happens it was that one thing you didn't say that led to whatever happened see i felt opposite like if i point out are you eating worried about your health are you doing okay now my kid's gonna stop talking to me and i'm gonna push them more into whatever it is but if you hit them with the you know i love you forever mm-hmm. nothing's gonna stop that now my kid's gonna feel guilty now my kid's gonna be like i see that part fuck the well, other one i'm like well how many right. times did you badger your kid for them to feel like they don't want to talk to you after you just express concern. Yeah, but even one time. Yeah, Especially if it's person, something that yeah. I know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not eating right now or I'm making myself throw up or I'm drinking too much or I'm, you know, I'm dabbling in pills again. Or mm-hmm. I know. Right. So the second you mention anything like, hey, you know, how's mm-hmm. things going lately? I'm immediately, nope. Yeah. Don't want to confront that. Or you. It's all so sensitive. But is there is like, there an approach? Yeah. It's the kill them with kindness. But do you acknowledge? Babe, I love you so much and I'm here always. And that's it. That's like, fuck, she knows. Mm-hmm. But she didn't say anything about it. But not everyone has that intellect. I think children parent. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's an assumption. I don't think that yeah, everyone but, has that. Yes, I love but that. But I'm saying if you're <laughs> saying it in a way like, you know, oh, how's things been going? You know, I love you so much and I'm always here. You know that. Mm-hmm. Or even like, you know that, right? Like, I'm always here for you. You know what I mean? That's not coming out of. Yeah. I, I just think, and this is just, this might just be me. To me, it unless I come out and say it, I'll always feel like I don't know if you know what I'm putting down. <laughs> So I'm just gonna open my fucking mouth. <laughs> so I'm gonna say and it anyway. risk it all. <laughs> and you're gonna see my true colors, which is I fucking love you. I'm concerned for you. Just know that you have me. Yeah. You know, exactly what you're saying, only with the caveat that like I'm right. telling you what I'm feeling. Right. And and that's that's the only way I see it, just from my perspective and things that I've dealt with as an adolescent. Like these are the only things that I feel like. Right. I'm not saying that the only things that work, period, but for me. For you, yeah. yeah I, I, I see exactly what you're saying. What you're yeah, saying no, makes I total got, sense. Yeah, I got both ways. 
makes total sense. And at the same time, I'm like, I feel like something's You just missing. have to say it. You have I to have point to it out. Some. You it's, have it's to not, point out the obvious. I don't even have to, no, I don't even have to be kidding. so blunt so much as to be like, I know you're going through something. But you don't know. You know what I you mean? You don't. You don't. But rather than be like, I know you're not eating again. I'm assuming, or, I'm assuming that you're, you're going through thing. things again. That's sucky. Or, or just saying like, I think you're going through this. But like, you have me no matter what. Like saying something that alludes to you knowing rather than a, making something come no, off as saying as an assumption know. that you know. You don't know. You know, you don't know. And that's what sucks about it. That's why it's like, cool, mom. Way. Cool. Yeah. Instead of being worried about if I'm fucking stressed or if I'm, you know, now you're just worried about if I'm eating or not. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. You don't know. No, matter of fact, I started yoga to help manage my stress. And but that's, that's why I've lost But that's weight. like, that's why you know I'm saying, I mean? like, I know you're going through something rather than like saying you're not eating when you're going stress, like you're being stressed rather than be like, I know you're not eating because you're stressed. Just be like, I know you're going through something. And if you need me, I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is no, that so I, much to be like, hey, I know you're not eating. I just. Or I see you're stressed and if like you need me, I'm here. feels the same. Yeah. I you don't know, think. Like, mom, I know what you're talking about. I don't think there's winning here. No, I agree. I don't think. I agree. Either for mom or for the daughter. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So just fucking prepare. Prepare to lose. Either That's what way. parenting is. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yep. Parenting is. <laughs> Being ready to lose when you haven't said what you've had to say because you said what you had to say. Because you know you're going to lose. <laughs> because you're going to lose. Yeah. Parenting is for the birds. Yeah. They just shove them out of the nest. Good luck. Yeah. Bye. Bye. It really is for the birds. We're doing it wrong. The birds are doing it right. <laughs> no, they're literally kicking them out the second they open their Here's fucking arms. Here's some regurgitated food. Bye. Yeah. See you later. Now go figure it out. Yeah. And if you can't, don't come back because the nest is going to be gone. It's going to be empty. <laughs> Wind <laughs> took it. <laughs> We're down south. Good luck finding oh, us again ever in your life. Fucking parents. They suck. <laughs> we suck. We suck. <laughs> I think we have time for Unomas. Well, let's do a fun one then. Okay, good. Because I'm not trying to fucking fight with you about what we should and shouldn't assume. We when we fighting. should assume. No, but we could. We could. We could fight about anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just giving you obvious responses here. Uh, this is from 2021. Plucking hairs off someone's shirt. Pet peeve. Advice to columnist Amy Dickinson weighs in on people plucking hairs off someone's shirt. Dear Amy, this is an insignificant problem but I'd appreciate your opinion. I have white hair and I think I look good wearing black. When I am out in public with an acquaintance or coworker, I can be in mid-sentence when some people will suddenly pick at my black shirt and then say, there was a hair on your shirt. It seems like they feel compelled to do this. I feel like an orangutan. I have sometimes said, partly joking, I feel like I'm being groomed. Are they doing me a favor plucking one of my white hairs off my shirt? Is it the same as if I had food on my face or if my pants were unzipped? Should I be embarrassed but grateful to have this pointed out? I am about to give away all my black tops. Signed, white on black. Oh my God. Uh, Bev? If I see a fucking stray hair on someone's shirt, 
Granted, I know them. You're plucking it. I'm fucking taking it off. Okay, not how taking about the it food off your on the face? Scalp. Scalp. Your scalp. <laughs> I'm not taking it off your scalp. <laughs> the food on the face? Yeah, they I'd be asked. like, you have some schmutz here. You can take it off yourself. Is it the same as if I had food on my face or if my pants were unzipped? Do you think pulling yes a hair? And no, no, and yes. Yes and no. No one likes their face reached at unless we're in some very serious sexual activity. But no one very really true. likes their face reached for because they're going to be like, they're going to lurch back, right? Right. A shirt, just be like, oh, you have something on your shirt. Take it off. Of course, I understand that being a violation of personal space. Let's forget about the white hair on black shirt. What was the second? It's like Is taking it the same as if I had food on my face or if my pants were unzipped? If your pants were unzipped, see, that doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm not, not going to reach for down your crotch, <laughs> and I'm not reaching at your face. Right. I'm going to tell you you have your zipper undone mm-hmm. or that you're- Or you have food in your beard. Right, because I'm not going to reach for it unless you go like- like this, like you try to grab it a million times and you can't. You go like, right. can you get it for me? Yes. But a hair on the shirt to me is just be like, oh, you got a loose hair. I'm not even going to point it out. I'm just going to grab it just as you're it. talking. Yeah. I'm just going to take it and put it down. Sorry. And we're going to continue then, like, the conversation. Right. And I'd I'm be not like, sorry, igno- you had a hair talking. I didn't mean to interrupt I'm not you. even going to acknowledge oh, that's at the difference all. Between us. We're just going to be talking. I'm going to take that off as you're talking and we're going to continue the conversation. I'm not going to point out or mention what I just did. <laughs> like, you're going to finish telling me what you're telling me. I'm going to respond. And that never happened. But food or unzipped, that is not the same. I don't. I might do this. Wipe out my like, face. To if you're talking you to, to me, because I, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. But I can't stop staring at that pee in your beard. <laughs> Pick the wrong. <laughs> at that corn kernel. Ew. In your beard. So I might wipe my face that were like point to you to wipe your face but I'm not going to interrupt you you've got last night's escapades on your right? face same with your zipper Yeah, that's going to be a whole separate you've conversation you've got last night's escapades on your pants <laughs> yes <laughs> so I don't think that's the same but I feel like I'm not bothered if you pulled a hair off of my shirt I'm not bothered or offended like I'm curious why this person is so bothered by it Especially like, yes, if you have bright white hair and you're wearing a black shirt, it's very noticeable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if we're talking and you just reach over my shoulder and pull a hair off my shirt, I'm not going to be like, "Uh, excuse me, personal space. Yeah. And that's assuming everyone is like us. Well, that's why I said I'm curious why he's bothered. He did say he feels like he's being groomed, but like. Why? Why do you feel that way? If I'm somebody reached if. down and zipped your pants, yes. Like, yes. Hello. We're <laughs> like, and even touching my face. Just tell me if I have barbecue on my lip. Don't come wipe it off. Right. Unless you're my husband and you're using your mouth. Don't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm. Like, I like your husband. But if you're just reaching to grab a hair off my shirt, which probably happens to me seven thousand times a day because i shed like a doberman pincher sure long-haired one mm-hmm. 
Like you do a, shed ridiculously. I do. I still get your hairs out of my underwear. <laughs> my blonde. You still got my blonde hair. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> and you never even had them with this car. I know. Um, I think this speaks more to an insecurity. However, should I be me, embarrassed but grateful to have this pointed out? Are they doing me a favor, plucking one of my white hairs off my shirt? Ask yourself this. Is the problem that someone is plucking my hair? Or is that the problem that someone is plucking my white hair? The difference being? Whether or not you're self-conscious about your white hair. Because they made a very specific, they made a, a point to state that they have white hair. I have and they white like hair and I black. think I look good wearing black. Yep. They made it a point to state that. I think the point was that it's super obvious when I have a hair on my shirt. Sure. And So like it happens more often when I'm wearing mm-hmm. black. It still begs the same question. Although, let me say, there's a third question where it's like, why are you inviting my, invading my personal space? And if it's a matter of personal space, just be like, can you please not do that? And then eventually people will catch on and they'll never do it again. The right people. If it's a matter of your white hair and you don't like people reaching for you, do the same thing. Can you please not do that? I don't really like that. Be vocal about it. If it's a matter of people reaching for it and you don't understand why, ask them, why are you doing that? (laughs) And that's all I can really offer. I don't know. Are you reading the answer? No. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm not reading the answer. I'm re-reading their questions. They're like unsure. They're super just, they're so unsure about this act. You think it's very genuine? Yeah. Because to me, it, it feels like they're really insecure about their white hair. Not to diminish the, that the personal bubble popping, but to me, it felt like the white hair was, let's make it a point. Because I pick hair off of, I'm not saying it's right, <laughs> but if I find a hair on you, here it goes. I'm reaching out. Right. It's always index finger and thumb. I know for you it's claw and talon, but for me it's <laughs> index finger claw and, and thumb. Claw and thumb. Same. I can't, oh, oh, can't, you can't do this. Okay, so thumb. You can't okay. do this. Claw and so claw thumb. and thumb. But for me it's, you know, index finger and thumb. I pick it off and I do this like it's been all over my hand. You know, and I'm not doing anything. I'm just picking a straight particle off of you. But if you do not like it and you told me, I would not do it again. Or I wouldn't be like, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And now it's going to be awkward because now I'm going to be pointing to the hair in your shirt that I want to get, but yeah. that I'm not getting. And or please just leave it there. Or I just will get it with that lint ruler later. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, can you just get that I hope hair, you can hear please? that on the microphone. <laughs> I can't see how you wouldn't. It seems like they feel compelled to do this. Are they doing me a favor? Is it the same as if I had food on my face or my pants were up? Should I feel embarrassed or grateful to have this pointed out? They like really don't know how to handle this. And it's super interesting to me. Are you foreign? Is this not a thing for somebody to just pull a hair off your shirt while you guys are talking? Need to know. Yeah, me too. Because if I asked those questions, if I was the writer and had asked those questions, I can hear me saying that. And all of my like casual glory coming out. Am I entertainment? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Are they rude or am are you, I? Are they am fucking, I offended? Or did they, are they take they something before line? they picked something? Like, is this 
is this shirt or is this hair picking shirt? Is it me or them? Are they on drugs? So when I started reading this, my first my first thought was going to be that they're chest hairs, that they had white chest hairs poking through the shirt. And people were repeatedly thinking that it was just a loose hair, <laughs> but were like pulling chest hairs. That's really what I thought this was going to be because about. that's happened to me. A, a a hair chest hair poking through the shirt because I don't like to go in my full glory. I trim it, and I, I don't trim it short, but I trim it so that it doesn't look like I have cotton balls under my shirt. <laughs> and so they. Poke through the poke shirt. Poke through a lot of them, not just one. Has or two. anybody went to pull I one off? I think you have. <laughs> With the, the and, on I, the and I think I think it was. And I I'm pulled actually one hundred percent sure that does sound we were right. At the manor, and you pulled it, and it was attached to my nipple. Still, I'm one hundred percent certain. I feel, yeah, I I feel like I can recall that. Ninety nine point nine. I want to say hundred because my memory. But I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> That's really what I thought this was going to be about. Like, how do I get people to stop trying to pull my chest hairs out of my chest? That's fucking brilliant. A man wrote this? I don't know. I mean, women can have chest hair too if they want to, but I'm just going off the general consensus here. But it's not about chest hair at all. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I sound just like you. (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't know if that was you or me. (laughs) Uh, That's really what I thought it was. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, please. (laughs) Dear White on Black, when people do this, they are not doing you a favor. They're treating their own discomfort by removing something that distracts them and pulls their focus away from you. Fucking brilliant. You might never feel this impulse to smooth, straighten, or pluck, nor do I. But I agree with your instinct that doing so is something of a compulsion for people who cannot seem to resist. That's it. That's it? That's it. That's fucking brilliant. Annoyingly brilliant. That's annoying. Because I'm still going to pull hairs because off. Because we're coming shirt. from the people who <laughs> fucking still- pull the hairs off. So we didn't think it was something that makes us uncomfortable. We just notice it and boom. You know? Yeah, because I don't come from like a, this is distracting me. I come from like a, you're walking around with a hair on your shirt. Yeah. So I'm going to get that off for you. But it's not. It's us noticing a hair on your shirt. Yeah, but I'm not going to let you walk around with your fly unzipped. And that's, yes, that's distracting for me. But I'm also like, you want it to, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like, Biff, I just can't stop staring at your. (laughs) Can you just let it fall out, please? (laughs) Can you just either take your pants off or zip it? Like, let's figure this out here. But do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, yes, I'm keep looking at your peen because your pants unzipped. But also, I just, as my friend, I don't think you should be walking around. Not even as my friend. Any stranger. You just don't want to be out here running around like, no. why didn't nobody tell me my fly was down? Granted, I don't think a hair on my shirt is the same degree, but I don't see it as like, sorry, I can't have this conversation with you because this hair on your shirt. It's more just like a polite. I'm being polite. I'm here, yeah, I'm sure I'm getting it off of you. Yeah, I see it as politeness too. It's like but I just... do see that personal bubble being popped, in which case, be vocal to the people who do it to you all the time. Just be like, I don't really like that, or hey, can you not do that anymore, or whatever. Yeah, but you're going to be saying that for the rest of your life, especially with bright white hair. On I don't black know. Shirts. Apparently, we're used to people who do that. 
yeah, that's not a thing for me. If you pull a hair off me, I'm going to be like, yeah, I know. Or don't bother because there's 700 more where that came from. <laughs> you should see my tub. <laughs> like, don't walk barefoot in my kitchen. Oh, my God. Actually, my kitchen, my hair's up. Don't wear socks in my living room is what I should say. Yes. I have so much of your hair still. So Everywhere. Going back from 20 years ago. I guess it's really just a matter of who you are. My response would be, why is it, why does it bother you? Let's figure out why it bothers you. I'd like to figure out why it bothers other people too, though. Do you feel like it's rude? Do you feel like it's disrespectful? Do you feel uncomfortable? Do you feel like they're crossing boundaries? Well, that's why I was thinking like the white hair too, because they made it a very specific, you don't have white hair. The hairs that fall off of you are not white. (laughs) You can finish. I pick off your hair because I notice it, not because it's white. And you wear a lot of fucking black. My hair's also three feet long. It's hard to miss. Sure. Just like white hair in a black shirt would be hard to miss. But still, like, color on color, like, you know, unless you're, like, up close and whatever, like, I'm not going to reach for, you know what I mean? I just feel like the white is, sure, it helps it stand out, fine. But, like... No one walks around and plucks my dog hairs off of me. Oh, that's because there's too many. I'm not sitting here all day. Okay. I'm not sitting here all all day. All right. Whatever. (laughs) But that response from Amy was brilliant. That was fun. Yeah. I feel like an orangutan was great. That was. That was great. I don't think I have anything else to add to anything. I don't think I do either. We're done. That's all she wrote. You guys can hang up now. Bye. But before you do that, send us your questions, your comments, and all your concerns to illadvisedthepodcast at gmail.com or check out the sources for this episode, all of our episodes, and catch up on all those episodes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at illadvisedthepodcast. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. Everything about you is absolutely gorgeous. We really want to know what you think about hair plucking. And get yourself a lint roller. And thank you for listening. (laughs) You've been ill-advised.